さん。マングスデイポッドキャストで聞いてくれたことどうもありがとうございます。僕はジョン先生でございます。よろしくお願いします。僕はジョン先生が毎週と同じようにインタビューをさせていただきたいと思います。今週,今週はですね、スティーブン・バジンスキーさんとインタビューをいただきます。スティーブン、ご紹介ください。ご紹介ください。ご紹介ください。ご紹介ください。ご紹介ください。ご紹介ください。ご紹介ください。Um, I'm 27 years old and、um, live near Melbourne.、Um, basically, work、um, at an IT company at the moment.、Um, don't really use any Japanese in my role, but、um, I'm married to a Japanese girl, so I speak a lot of Japanese at home、mm-hmm. um, and just absolutely love Japan. Obsessed、yeah. with Japan. And Steve, Steve's had a lot of different opportunities to work and go to Japan, and today we're going to really unpack that in our episode as we talk about. Uh, his first exposure to Japan, his work in Japan, and then also talking about his、uh, relationship being married to a lovely Japanese lady,、um, as well as his adorable, adorable child. Holy schmoles. The best of both worlds there. But,、um, yes. <laughs> so, Steve's very, very modest. He's also been on Japanese television, singing, of all things. And he, I know, right? Yeah,、Same. yeah. A man does that? many talents, many, many talents. It's, it's a pleasure to be able to interview him and talk to him about his love and interest in Japan. But, Steve, how did you initially get interested in Japan? It's pretty funny, actually.、Uh, when I was little,、um, probably like, I don't know, eight, nine years old, I really loved Pokemon.、Mm-hmm. And I started noticing that all the new Pokemon stuff was always coming out in Japanese first. Right. And so, you know, on the internet, you'd see like, New Pokemon and like the Japanese Pokemon cards, and I was like, ah, these are so cool. So, like, I wanted to, you know, understand, you know, like what the names were on the cards because they were written in like katakana. And、um, I started hearing like the Japanese Pokemon songs as、uh-huh. well. And I thought the Japanese Pokemon songs sounded way cooler than the English ones. And、yes. so, it kind of evolved from there,、um, you know, hearing Japanese language. It just looked and sounded really cool. So, I You know, that's where I started. I just wanted to learn more and understand what I was hearing and reading. Uh huh. And was it just the art on the cards? Because I know you're, you're actually a fairly accomplished artist as well. I like, yeah, I love drawing.、Um, at first, I mean, it was because I remember seeing on the cards the katakana,、uh-huh. like the names, instead、right. of being English, they had the Japanese names in katakana. I remember they just looked, it just looked really cool. It is really、um, cool. Yeah, so, and like just the way that the Japanese cards were a little bit different from the, the English ones.、Uh-huh. I just wanted to be able to read what it was saying.、Uh-huh. Um, and just the, like, the way that you know, they spoke and hearing the, the Japanese in the songs, I just thought it was really cool. Yeah. You know, my first actually interest in Japan was do you remember、um, Power Rangers at all? Yeah. Yeah. I was what, a- is it? It's, what is it in Japanese? Renja. Super Sentai. There's like different kind of Renja, yeah? So, 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 so. Yeah, they was、yeah. called the Super Sentai. Yeah. Yeah. And they were, I, I didn't know until a while, but I was really into Power Rangers. And then I learned, like, actually, it's actually a show based from Japan. And I was like, yeah, what? Yeah. And I like, got super like all, excited. All the fighting scenes when they're in their like, <laughs> colors was actually from the Japanese. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. And then, like, you know, our first season, yeah. like, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, like, that's not even the first season in Japanese. Nope. Not even, not、yeah. even close to the、yeah. first season. It's like,、yeah. I was like, <laughs> What? And so, like, opened up this whole another world of, you know, and then、yeah. Pokemon came out and things like that. And I was, it, it's, it's just so different. It was really, really interesting for me at first.、Mm-hmm. So, how、That's, did you go from wanting to read Pokemon cards to going to Japan for your first time? Well, 
in high school, we didn't have Japanese to choose from. Mm-hmm. I actually did Italian in high school. Can't remember anything. Italian? But, um, Italian, yeah. Everyone, like heaps of schools in Melbourne do Italian because there's a huge Italian uh, community here. Gotcha. But um, like at school, um, you know, I would just like teach myself katakana and hiragana because I wanted to be able to read what right. I, like, you know, what I could like what I was reading and stuff on the internet. Uh-huh. And so, you know, I just sit there in class and just memorize, just repeat over and over again, just writing A-I-U-E-O, Kakikukeko, you know, Sashi Suse, so just over and over again right. in Katakana. And that's where it started. That's where I started learning how to read. Uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, from the songs, what I used to do was pick up certain words or phrases from the song like, for example, Aishteru or, like, yeah. Kimi ni, or just random, like, little phrases from the songs. And right. I'd just, uh, like, I'd try to memorize them. And because I kept listening to the same songs over and over again, you know, I was able to memorize a lot of phrases that way. So, mm. you know, I never actually learned Japanese through classes. I learned Japanese through just, I guess, repetition and picking out little things from songs and, you know, the internet that I was reading. That's how I kind of learned basics like i mean i couldn't make sentences or i couldn't you know have a conversation but i understood a lot of words and could read pretty much all hiragana and katakana wow yeah that's where it all started interesting i think you're the first person we've really talked to who used actually music to be able to start their japanese we've interviewed a couple (laughs) of people who've done like movies and whatnot but i think music is somewhat hard you have to have a really really good ear for that I'd pick out phrases and I'd be like, oh, like, I don't know what this word means. And then I'd look up the lyrics of the song on the internet. Right. And then, you know, it would have like the translation of it. And that's, yeah. And because, I mean, I love, like my iPod's full of Japanese music. Like I don't really have any English songs on there. So like, you know, when who's, I'm on the train Who's your favorite Japanese band currently? Who do you like listening to currently? There's a Japanese electronic group called Perfume. I really like them. They're my favorite. Uh-huh. And their producer, his name is Nakata Yas. Uh, Nakata Yastaka-san. Mm-hmm. Anything he produces, I like because he's got this really unique kind of electronic pop uh-huh. thing that he does. So yeah, gotcha. but because I listen to the songs over and over again, you know, always hearing the same words, so it's a good way to memorize. Because you know, a good way to memorize stuff is repetition. So yeah, gotcha. No, that's that's really really smart. I think it's smart that you also were able to pick out the words that were in the songs that you could use, as well as using that important repetition. Yeah. I think that's something that's really overlooked of sometimes people just try to absorb, you know, the word or whatever and don't end up practicing it. And that's what's going to hurt them in the long run. I mean, one of the reasons I thought to help people learn Japanese was to do a podcast was I wanted something that was digestible and that I could practice with as I rode my bike. Yeah. And so I used to record words that I wanted into like vocab lists on my phone and then I would record grammar points with example sentences and put that on my phone. And then I would listen to it while I rode my bike. Yeah, that's perfect. That's like essentially the same thing, isn't it? Just repetition yeah. and hearing the same thing over and over again. And yeah. so when I didn't understand something or forgot how to use it, I just pull up that you know episode, quote unquote, yeah. out of my phone and listen to it again. <laughs> and then I thought, wow. <laughs> wouldn't somebody else want to hear that as well? Yeah. And that's I can why understand we, how that will work. That's why yeah. we do the grammar points like we do them. And so I think that's really, really sharp. So – if you were to right now, poof, forget all of your Japanese or just popped right out of your head, how would you yep. start learning Japanese over again? Yeah, like you just said, you know, listening and repetition. Uh-huh. Um, I would definitely, like, I would 
probably try and start with phrases that I use in you know everyday life. So, mm-hmm. for example, I might go to like go to an everyday situation, like going to the shop, and then kind of make a list of different things you say at the shop. You know, for example, you might say, "How much does this cost?" or you know, "Do you have any of this?" And you know, just start right. from like things that I use every day, and then you know, make a Japanese version. I remember like one right. of the first, actually, the first time I went to Japan, you know, I couldn't say much. I had a little phrase book, uh, sorry, phrase book, and one of the first things that I memorized was Imananji Deska. Right. And what I did, we were, we were in Kyoto, and we were at, um, I think it was Kinkakuji, like the, the gold Golden shrine. Yeah. And I was just going, I was just going at everyone. Just asking, oh, and like everyone was saying something back to me. I had no idea what they were saying, but it felt so cool to just go around everyone and say, "What's the time?" So I mean, just little things like that. So just trying to find phrases that you use in everyday life. So you know, if you were to go to Japan, you'd be able to use those phrases in the same situation. Gotcha. Yeah. Did you ever feel like there was a point with your Japanese where you hit like a uh, a point where Japanese was no longer um, extremely difficult, but you could actually start? When was the point where you feel comfortable speaking Japanese and what do you think helped you notice that point? Um, well, that would have obviously been during my mission. Um, I served a mission in Japan for our church between 2010 and 2012 uh-huh. and it was probably, I don't know, I feel like it was probably about six months. So when I was in Ogaki with Elder Nelson, right. um, when you know I started to be able to say what I felt like I wanted to say and understand what people were saying back. Um, you know, before that, I remember, you know, talking to people and not really understanding what they were saying back and not really being sure if I was saying the right thing to them. But it probably would have been about after about six months of actually living in Japan that I was a lot more confident with saying what I wanted to and understanding what people were saying back to me and being, being able to have that conversation. Was there ever a moment where you noticed, hey, I, I can do this? Did you ever have a moment like um, that? I think it was, I was, there was a phone call I had to make to someone to, I mean, make an appointment. Mm-hmm. And I remember just going through the whole phone call, understanding everything that was being said to me and being able to respond to questions and like initiate questions. I remember finishing that phone call and really feeling accomplished because I was like, man, I just had, you know, a full on phone call with someone and was able to make an appointment and you know, nothing went wrong. There was understanding on both sides. And I think it was that point where I'm like, I can do this. You know, I, I can actually you know, do something in Japanese. Not, you know, it wasn't just reciting phrases that I'd memorized. It was right. actually a conversation having to, you know, come up with questions and understanding what was saying back, what was being said back to me. Right. So I think that was definitely that point where I was like, I can speak Japanese and I can understand, you know, what's being said back to me. That's awesome. I think it's really good for people out there to actually hear that there there is a point where you can notice where you've you've come a long way, and I think that's really important, specifically for early beginning learners, where they think, "Oh, this is impossible. This is such a huge hurdle. How am I ever going to learn this language?" Because there are those moments, yes. but being able to see one day I'll be able to make a phone call and I'll understand. And phone calls are hard. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, there's no sight to go off of. You can't just like read their face or make hand motions. You have to only go off yeah. speaking and listening, and mm-hmm. that can be accomplished. And I think that's quite important. I think that's very, mm-hmm. very important. So, if you were 
So you, after you went to Japan the first time, you were a, a, a student there, correct? When you went to the first time through Kyoto in the area? Yep. So I won a scholarship to go to Japan um, for as an exchange student. Uh-huh. Um, and just, I was only there for two weeks. The first week was traveling around to, you know, Osaka, Kyoto, Hiroshima, to, um, you know, all the like, major sites everyone goes right, to. Right, you have to go to the main show. And then the, the second week was going to stay with a family and going to school for a week. Okay. Um, so I stayed in Nagoya and... Oh, wow. uh, I lived with a family in a really rural place called Nishio and I remember going to the school and they kind of just put us in like the English class so that every class that came in could kind of practice their English on like the foreigners that came. Right, exactly. So I remember like I sat in a maths class once, had no idea what was going on. Um, <laughs> you know, was... I still feel the same way when I'm sitting in a math class. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. That's true. So imagine that in Japanese. No. <laughs> so, but yeah, that was a really cool experience because that was the first time I got, I one, had actually been overseas, um, two, traveled by myself without my family, um, and just experiencing like a completely different culture. Because I mean, Japan is like, it's so different to yes. Australia. It's, that was a real eye opener experience. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And then you went there a second time when you went to serve an LDS mission, right? Um, um, so I went to Japan the first time in 2008. Um, I graduated at the end of 2008 um, from my school here in Australia. Um, and then actually went to Japan, went back to Nagoya for a month in 2009. So that was the second time I'd been to Japan. And wow. so stayed. I went and stayed with the same family again and got to experience a little bit more about Japanese culture and how people are because gotcha. um, I mean the first time I spent most of the time at school and was kind of just being in the English class but the second time um, I wasn't a student anymore um, mm. they treated me like an adult they didn't treat me like a child anymore and right. so I guess they kind of expected a little bit more from me the family gotcha. um, and so that was you know simple things like for example I remember once my host mother she gave me some nashi pears and I don't know if you've had nashi pears before but they're kind of bland like they're a little bit more bland than I don't know normal pears that we have in Australia uh-huh. so when I first ate it my reaction was wow this tastes strange uh-huh. but her that was like a negative thing I was like saying to her these taste bad right and so there was like a little bit of a misunderstanding from me it, I guess to her it looked like I didn't like the pears, but I was just stating that it was a strange flavor. Like I wasn't expecting right, right. that. And so, you know, for like a whole week, my host mother didn't speak to me because <gasps> she was quite offended because I didn't find out till later on, but her father had actually grown those pears himself. And so it was oh, like wow. this big misunderstanding. I mean, then I couldn't speak much Japanese, right. um, but I was able to learn that, you know, the way that we say things, uh, yeah, I guess that was the first time that I realized the way that we say things in English is not necessarily the way that we say in Japanese. Yes. Um, I mean, I'll probably think of some throughout the, the conversation today, but, you know, there's a lot of phrases that we use in English that if we yeah. directly translate it into Japanese, doesn't actually make sense to them. It does not so, at all. I mean, I think of one, for example, you know, when you get fired from your job, yeah, in Japanese, it's kubininaru. Yeah. But if you translate that back into, like, 
English. Like, you become neck? Like, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you become neck, so, sir. No. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you're... I know, <laughs> like things like that, and that, I think that was in the second time I went to Japan. That was when I realized that you can't just perfectly translate something into Japanese. There's sometimes different ways to say things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And with that, that's actually a perfect jumping-off point. So from this point in the interview, everybody, we're going to actually start speaking in exclusively Japanese. Now, but for everyone out there listening, if even if you're just a beginning learner, I re really, really recommend um, struggling through and trying to make sure that you actually try to get the words that you do know. Try to try to imitate some of the things that you do here, because despite the fact that we're two foreigners, it's a great opportunity for some listening practice. Also, if you are a more advanced learner, this is a great example for some listening practice as well. So. I don't want you to be afraid, guys. You can do this. It's 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 very possible. ラメニャ。そうそうそう。そう、ラメニャに行って、友達、友達がブラジル人で、僕はアメリカ人で、あの両方ともにあの英語話せるんですけど、彼があの日本語全くわからないですよ。で、あの僕は猫舌がある会って
、懐かしいな、使うね。はい。なんか、なんか食べたら、なんか見たら、そう。懐かしいね、と言うでしょはい。けど、英語で、あんまり、that's nostalgic と言わないでしょ言わないです。言わないです。<笑>ほとんど言わないです、ね。例えば、な、なんか、子供の頃の、なんか食べ物を、久しぶりに食べたら、はい。はい、あ、this is so nostalgic と言わないでしょいや、僕は言わないです。はい。なんか、それもなんか、言うことは、あまり英語に、はい、あの、完全に言わないよね。言わないです。なさすが。<笑>さすが、スティーブ君。それで、あの、家内も日本人でしょあの、どうやってあ、あの、家内にし、あの、奥さんに知り合いましたかあの、彼女が、あの、はい、私、伝道出た前に、あの、メルボルンで、はい、あの、オッペアわかりますか、はい、オペア。オペアはベビースルみたいな仕事をしてて、はい、あの、教会で、あの、同じ友達がいて、はい、あの、あの、友達が、あの、その友達がお見合いここ、ここなんか、日本人、私たちのワードに日本人がいるから、なんか、はい、会ってみて、みたいな話があって、いい友達。電動、出た2週間前だった。ええー。長期そうなんですか、ね。ちょっとだけ、あの、ちょっとだけ電動の前に会って、電動の間ずっと手紙を書いてとか、それで、あの、電動の前は一番最初会ったけど、はいはい。あの、電動、はい、あ、すみません。あの、も、あの、もしかして、あの、生徒、あの、漫画の生徒たちの皆さん、多分ご存知と思いますけれども、あの、僕とスティーブ君は両方とも、あの、末日生徒イエス・キリスト教会の会員で、あの、教会員として男性が、あの、19歳、まあ、18歳も場合もあるんですけれども、あの、19歳で、あの、復興活動として、あの、あの国々に行って、あの、少し、あの、教会のことを教えてあげますけれども、あの、その時期の間に、あの、うちに電話はか、あの、年2回しか電話かけない、かけられないし、あの、ほとんど、あの、手紙とか、あの、イメールとかしか、あの、狙ってきません。ですから、あの、そのところが、あの、ま、あの、二週間、電動復興、復興活動の前、あの、二週間ち、あの、ご、あの、あの、奥さんに会うことが、ちょっと、もう<笑>、大変じゃないですか。あの、二年間ずっと連絡は取れないし、なんか手紙しか書けないし、それがね、めんどくさくなかったですか<笑>そうですね。あの、彼女、さとみちゃんと言うけど、さとみちゃんは、はい、あの、もともと、あった前、日本から来たから、はいはい、名古屋出身だったから、そうでしたね。連絡も私、何回も名古屋行ったことあ,るあったから、はい、あの、たくさん名古屋のことについて話すことができたから、多分それが、はい、あの、それがあったから、はい、友達になれたみたいな感じだったけど。実は、ね。けど、電動中、はい、私、名古屋に住んでたから、はい、あの、さとみさんが戻った時に、はい、なんかあまり連絡することができなかったから、電動、ね、終わったから、はい、あの、すぐに、さとみちゃん元気ですかみたいな、久しぶり、<笑>なんか、みたいな話があって。ああ、嬉しい。トゥルーラブですね。トゥルーラブ。<笑>そうですね、さとみちゃん。<笑>ええー、今、あの、さと,とみさんはあの、あの、仕事をされていますかあ今、さとみちゃんは、時々同じみたいな、同じ家族のために、はい、あの、ベイビーシッティングしてます。え
いいですね、ま、もう一度オペみたいな仕事できましたね多分もう子供がいるからできないかもしれないああなるほどた確かにねオペがその場合がちょっと無理かもしれませんでもベビーシッティングとオペと、ね、大体オペアが家族と一緒に住んでるから、はいはい、子供がいるからちょっとできないみたいできないですねでも多分このパッドキャストに来ていらっしゃる方があのもしかして日本人と付き合いたい人がかもいるかもしれませんあのそういう人のためにあのアドバイスがありませんかああどうかなもしかしたらあのうんどうかなもしかしたらあの私たちが日本のことについてたくさん,なんか大好きなことがあるから日本人は喜ぶ、はい、なんかほな外国人が日本のことが好きから、はい、なんか日本人はそのことを聞くとすごいなんか嬉しくなる、はい、あのなんか感謝するかな感謝するわけではない人のが覚えてくるのでなんか嬉しいと思います。そうですね嬉しがろうそ,してそして一番最初にあったら、はい、あ,のあの人にちゃんと、はいなんか私が日本大好きだよと伝えたらすごいいいスタートだと思います、はい、ちゃんとそれを伝えたら、はい、あの人が嬉しくなるねそうですねやっぱりそうです<笑>なんか、えー、そして、はい、あのそれただ日本大好きだけではなくて、はい、なんか日本のことをなんか尊敬する、はい、リスペクトはいどれしたらなんかあなたがよく、はい、ただアニメが好きだけではなくて、はい、なんか日本の文化についてなんかいろんなことを調べてみたらそれがいいだと思いますそしていろんなことについて話すことができるからすごいいいことだと思います、はい、日本人の皆さん漫画が好きというわけではありませんがアニメと漫画だけに集中すれば多分<笑>オタクだなと考えてしまうかもしれませんので。もしかしたらあの人はオタクだったらいいかもけど。オタクの場合はいいんだけど、ただなんか日本人と友達ができ、なんか仲良く,た仲良くなりたいなら、やっぱりあのアニメのことだけではなくて、僕ら文化的なこと、一般的な日本のことに集中したらいいかもしれませんね、うん。もう一つのことを思い出したね。はい。なんか日本で、あんなんかたくさん英語しゃべれない人がいるね。そうです英語はちょっとだけ話せる、ちょっとだけ話せる人がいるから、はいはい、もしかしたらあなたが日本語を学んでみる、例えば簡単な挨拶とか、ちょっとだけ学んでみたら、それも大切だと思います。前になんか友達がいて、彼の彼女が日本人だったけど、はい、彼は全く日本語を話せな,なかった、はい、それはちょ,ちょっと難しいだと思う。なんかちゃんとなんか話すことができないから、彼が、はい、例えば、お元気ですかとか、愛してますよとか、はい、好きだよとか、そんなフレーズを覚えたら、はい、それがいいかもしれない。はい、なんか日本語で何か言える<笑>できたらそれがいいだと思いますいい,いいアドバイスねさすがスティーブ君ですねさすが<笑>そうですか
。そうですよ。いつもいいアドバイスをなんか授かってくれ,くれますよ。あの、多分覚えて、多分覚えていませんけれども、あの、同じ時期ではありませんが、あの、僕は、あの、電動復興活動に入ったばかりところで、あのスティーブ君よくあのいいアドバイスとか,なんか日本語もできるよだよとか、はい、あのすごくあのサポートしてくれましたいつもその時に僕から<笑>僕もまだできないですけれどもまだまだですだがあのそういうなんかサポートがかなり助かりましたもう人が僕に信じてるからもうできるんだろうと思えててであのすごく簡単というわけではありませんがすごく楽になりましたうん、いいね。ジョン先生、いい人だね。<笑>いい人、いい人かな。まだまだ勉強しておる。で、あの、これは多分最後の質問ですけれども、あの、日本語、僕のポッドキャストで毎回に言うことですが、あの、ことはですね、あの、まん間違いを通して日本語をかあの進歩します。進化、あの、進化します。ですから、間違えましょうということなんですね。あの、やっぱり、あの、外国語を習うときに、あの、やっぱり間違ってしまうかもしれません。ですから、そういう間違いを解決するために、どうしますかスティーブ君。私はよく、なんかこれ、なんか、ちっちゃな、小さなことけど、はい、いつも左と右間違うはい。そして、あの、どうやって解決するかなはい。うん。がかりしないように、それと、あのそれどうやってそれを気づいて改善するのか。いつも、あの、妻に聞くね。<笑>これ正しく。<笑>それが良い。<笑>日本人に聞いたら。<笑>はいはい。あの、どうするあの、うん。解決する。かなり難しい質問ですね。ねただ、はい、ただ聞くだけで、ね、はい。もしかしたら、なんかわからなかった。さとみちゃんはいつも、あの、手伝ってくれるから、はい。あの、それがすごいいいこと。いつも同じ、なんか、間違いがあったら、さとみちゃんはいつも、あ、これが、この方法で言った方がいいよ、みたいな。その言葉は違うよ、これを使ってほうがいいよといつも言うから、はい、おい,いつも言ってくれるからあの、それで解決することができる。あ優しい奥さんができましたね。多分一番大切なことはね、はい、言ってみるね、私が言ってみないと。はい、もしかしたら私、シャイだったら、はい、なんか間違いをしないよね。そうです何,何も言わないなら、間違いしない。間違いは大切でしょ大切です。間違いがないと、はい、もっとまだまだいけない。そして、just, 勇気を出して、はい、正,し正しくないかどうかわからないけど、ただ言ってもいいんじゃないそして、なんか友達とか、はい、なんかいや、あの人が手伝ってくれるから。はい<笑>日本人はほと,んほとんどというわけではないけど、なんか一般的に日本人がかなり優しいです。もし,、ね、もし間違えてしまったら、すぐあの直してくれます。ですから間違優しくね。優しくて。そう、優しくて、よ,しよ,しよく優しくて直してくれます。ですから、はい、間違っても大丈夫なんです。ただ、はい
、ま、聞いてみて、それ部分を使ってみると、間違ってしまったら、そういう友達、そういう日本人に、これ正しいなのどうやって日本ネイティブ通して言いますかとか、それを聞いてみたら、聞いてみたら、すごく早,早めに、あのすごく早く、あの習って、習ってくると思います。そうですね。では、最後の方ですけど、あの、これはき必ず最後の質問ですが、最後の、あの、日本語を習いたい方がいて、どういうアドバイスを授けますか諦めないで。<笑><笑>そう、皆さん、諦める、諦めるな。諦めないで<笑>はいそれはディンクルチョロはいごめんあのジョン先生、はい、諦めないでください<笑>諦めませんよ好きから日本語あの質問はなんかもう一回あの今のと今の聞いてる方があの今から日本語を習いたいと望んでるならどういうアドバイスをあげますかどういうアドバイスがありますかそうですね。一番はいか諦めないでね。<笑>はい。いつも頑張る。なんか、はい、あの多分一番最初のところで、はい、あの例えば、カタカナを学んでるとか、ヒルガナを学んでるとか、はい、なんか簡単な挨拶を覚えてみてる方も、はい、なんかだんだん、はい、あのもっとアドバンスにできる。はい絶対できるみたいな。絶対できます。そうしていますよ。<笑>じゃあ。そうですね。私はまだかん、私の日本語は全然完全じゃないけど、<笑>はい、私が一番最初のところはまだ覚えてます。はい、そして、諦ま、諦、諦め諦,諦めませんでした。<笑>よかった。<笑>今でも諦めないで、諦めるのは本当に。そうですね。じゃあ、ファイト<笑>じゃあ、皆さん。With that, I will have, we'll have to wrap up the podcast. We are a little bit over time, but I really appreciate Steve coming onto the podcast. He's had various experiences with Japan, has some great advice. His advice to not give up when learning Japanese, to, to actually ask and listen how Japanese person would say something, and to try to speak Japanese how they speak Japanese. I think that really does go to improve that.、Yeah. But and when it all comes down to it, you can't give up. You have to keep pushing、yep. on, keep trying. My Japanese isn't perfect. Steve Kunz isn't perfect. It's very close. Mine's, mine's farther. But it's, it's, it's amazing how much you still relate to when you first started learning Japanese. Because we, we both know that pain. But it's,、yep. it's very much worth it. I mean, look at where you are now. You have a, a wonderful wife and an adorable child and a life full of experiences of already being able to go to Japan and back. And, uh, If they want to connect with you in any way, Steve Kuhn, how, how would they do that? Do you have an Instagram or something they can follow?、Um, I do have a Twitter page.、Uh-huh. Um, and I do post a lot. I like to share a lot of Japanese stuff, especially about music.、Uh-huh. Uh, so they're more than welcome to follow that. It's、um, just, it's, I guess I can give you the link. Yeah,、uh, but it's Neo CSCD GMPRY. So if you yeah, would like I'll, I'll to, give that to you. Also, do you have the link for, with you singing in Japanese as well? Um, unfortunately, because Japanese, the law is really strict about、uh-huh. sharing like, that kind of stuff. So it's actually not on the internet or anything. Anymore, internet? So. Okay, I will, I will try to find it. I will try to find it. We'll see what we can do. But、um, we appreciate you coming on.、Uh, it's embarrassing. <laughs> He does a wonderful job. He does a wonderful job. But、uh, we will have to sign off. And remember, everybody, through 10,000 mistakes, you become fluent. Desu kara, matsu zegaimashou. 
and we will catch you tomorrow. Jane. <laughs>